0: Welcome back to the Warrior School Podcast. This is episode 255, 225. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite things. One of my favorite things in the whole wide world. Starts with C, capital C. (laughs) You definitely feel capital when you drink her. We're going to talk about caffeine, coffee, (laughs) why I drink coffee when I train, literally when I'm training. So I thought it would be cool to do this podcast episode. It came about uh, the other day I had I posted a uh, training video. I was training in the gym. I don't know what I was doing. I think maybe pull-ups or something and uh, all our all our shit was on the ground next to the rig, <laughs> my jumper and phones and There was two coffee cups sitting there and someone wrote to me and asked, do you drink coffee while you train? And I wrote back to her saying, hell, yeah, I do. (laughs) Uh, Making a delicious coffee or buying a, a delicious coffee and then strolling on into the gym and doing my training is one of the one of my most favorite things to do with my life, with my morning, with my day. And it's something that I've always done. Although I didn't do it when I used to do... (laughs) uh, We used to train at Barbell Club at night because we used to start at 7.30 and train till 9. But when I trained on my own or we did... (laughs) There was a group of us in Melbourne who were all coaches and trainers. So it was my coach and then... Uh, his partner she was also a coach and a trainer and then there was like there was a whole group of us there was about I don't know six six or so that all worked and trained within uh, a couple of the CrossFit gyms in Melbourne and we used to train together every morning at 10 a.m and we called it bum club and back then we did a lot of butt bodybuilding which is why I've got a great butt (laughs) but we used to train together and lift together and we used to drink coffee you know we would get a delicious coffee or bring coffee and a group of us would train you know we'd get out our barbells and for a couple of hours from 10 till 12 we would drink coffee and train and it was such an experience it was a beautiful experience and so I've carried that uh, carried that on for the last I don't know how long now (laughs) 12 years or so since we we did that and most mornings I train at 7 7 8 a.m and so that's my second coffee time <laughs> and we stroll on into the gym drinking our coffee and we train and in between sets I sit there and I'll sip on my coffee and chat to Carson or chat to whoever you know whoever's training around me there it's it's a whole experience for me and it's a slow experience it's one that I love to spend you know a good hour and 15 an hour and a half at the gym I was telling a story to my warriors the other day uh we were talking about this whole we on our group coaching call. The theme or the idea or the topic that I brought to the table. So, on our last call in the month or the, that third week, we have a roundtable discussion call. I believe that we need to build our table and we need a bunch of. Other powerful women who have done what we want to do, who inspire us, who give great advice, great feedback, who cheer us on, are at that table. So we have this group coaching call and it's uh, about a roundtable discussion and I'll bring a topic or an idea or a theme to the table and then the Warriors go in breakout groups and they discuss it and then we come back to the main room and we're all visualizing or imagining that we're sitting at a table. Drinking coffee or tea or whatever hot drink that you drink uh, and chatting. And the other day, our theme for this call was this idea of making training or making the practice feel easier. A sense of ease and effortlessness and joy. And I was telling this story about someone writing to me saying... Do you drink coffee while you train and just sharing my experience or my relationship with training that it's and it hasn't always been easy and it hasn't always been effortless uh, and there and I haven't always had joy with it, especially when I was deep in Olympic weightlifting, there was a lot of fear and frustration and overwhelm and forcing and uh, the relationship wasn't very healthy and powerful But especially over the last seven, eight years, I have slowed down and relaxed and really enjoy the whole process and the practice. And I didn't before. My attitude sucked. And I think I've recorded a podcast episode on this before. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what episode it is, but I'll pop it in the show notes. I got advice or feedback from my coach and that was about my attitude when I was weightlifting and it was absolutely shit. (laughs) I was so attached to how well I performed, my self-worth was based on the bar and how much I lifted and if things didn't go to plan I just couldn't handle it and it really impacted a lot of my relationships but especially my relationship with my coach and even though there were times, of course, that I had joy and we drank coffee and there were softer moments and more relaxed moments. There was a period of time for two years where I didn't really love training. I fell out of love with it. And so today I thought it would be really cool to talk about caffeine and does it give us more potential in the gym or is it something that you know, we could bring into our training or our practice that makes it, gives it this sense of ease and effortlessness and connection and joy, this, this pace of it being slow. Uh, and so I'm going to talk about caffeine and if it actually improves our performance, Because that was another question I've been asked before. Do you drink it because uh, it improves your performance or does it make you lift heavier or like are you doing it to get any benefit out of it? And there is some really cool research and science behind caffeine. It is hands down the most popular uh, aid in the training world, the sports world, the performance world. So caffeine is found in coffee, it's found in teas, sodas, pills, gums, energy drinks or energy shots. So we can find caffeine in a lot of different things. And each of those things has uh, different amounts of caffeine. So it delivers a varied dose, which we'll talk about when we get to the dosing section of the app. Not the doping section, the dosing section. So it's world-renowned. It's so world-renowned that the uh, anti-doping agency, which is called WADA, actually banned the substance in 1984, 1984, I think it was. It was the early 1980s. And then it was on the list, the banned substance list, until 2004, doesn't that blow your mind? Like, that's not that long ago. And they took it off the list because they realized that using enough to get uh, popped in a test or to reach kind of like that limit was extremely difficult. And not, it was the, it wasn't performance enhancing in huge amounts or huge doses. And that's what the research is showing is that if you go over a certain amount or a certain dosage, there is no uh, more benefit to doing that. It probably would have a detrimental effect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just imagine someone shitting themselves or something uh, from too much caffeine, but we'll talk a little bit more about the dosage in a second. So I thought it, I thought it was really cool to mention that it was a banned substance because there is a quite a lot of weight behind uh its impact on performance it gives you this like for those of you drink caff coffee caffeine gives you like a jolt of energy (laughs) uh And what happens is that it releases uh, stimulating neurotransmitters such as acetylcholine and norepinephrine, leading to enhanced arousal and reduced fatigue. So we're just getting a good old shot. Those of us that get up in the morning and I love coffee. I love coffee. I have drank coffee for a very long time and I drink two a day. And I have the second one. I try and have it before 10 a.m. But I get excited. Like I'll be on calls with my warriors sometimes late my afternoon. And it'll be their morning time for the warriors in Australia. And they're sitting there with their cup of coffee. And I have my tea. And I get so jealous because I'm like, I wish I could have another cup of coffee right now. Although that would have an extremely... uh, negative impact on my sleep and over time on my nervous system but i love coffee i get excited to wake up in the morning it's the first thing that i do i make my coffee and i even sometimes drink my coffee before i have a snack yep that's right i break that cardinal metabolic rule which you know, I believe if you are metabolically strong, you have really strong biofeedback. I've got extremely high muscle mass. Uh, I'm okay if I drink coffee uh, before I eat my snack. Not always, not all the time. Uh, I tend to tolerate better, tolerate it better in the first part of my cycle. I tolerate it better if I'm nourishing really well and if I'm sleeping really well and I'm not training too hard. If I am in the second phase of my cycle, if I'm really stressed, I've had big days at the computer, uh, if (laughs) I've trained too hard, if I haven't eaten enough, I do not do that because I can feel the impact of it immediately and my sensitivity is way higher and it's not a good time. (laughs) It's not a good time when you're super sensitive to it, but I think... It comes back to that all or nothing mindset that we have. You know, those of us that, you know, we entered the metabolic space, we were told that how we start our day is really important. And it is to create stability, to help manage our cortisol, to make sure we're nourished. Uh, It's very important. But the further we get in, the stronger the foundation that we have The more muscle we build, the more safety and stability, you know, the deeper we get into the journey, we can relax around some of these principles. It's not an all or nothing thing. So I blow people's minds sometimes when I say that I drink coffee sometimes before I have something to eat in the morning and I'm still alive. I haven't burnt out my adrenals. (laughs) I have really strong biofeedback I am progressing in my training I'm recovering well I'm sleeping amazing you know there's it's not a disaster Uh, but I do have to say that I ain't a black coffee drinker so in my coffee There is collagen and sometimes butter, or there's collagen and coconut milk, or there's collagen and cream, or there's collagen and milk and honey. There's always something in her. Uh, Carson just gets so mad. Sometimes if we have beautiful beans, we love, I lived in Melbourne for seven years. Uh, Australia has amazing coffee. Melbourne has probably the best, probably the best coffee in the world. Although there's probably some places in Europe that also have amazing coffee, but Melbourne is known for its coffee. And so I'm very, uh, I was very spoilt and I'm a big coffee snob. And we have a machine here. Carson's really into making coffee and we buy beautiful beans. We drink beautiful coffee and he'll get mad sometimes when we buy these beautiful beans, these expensive beans. And then I put, he calls it all this shit in my coffee. (laughs) But I'm like, But if I want to drink it first thing in the morning uh, and I also am quite sensitive to it, I need to have something in it. So there always needs to be collagen or cream or a bit of honey. Uh, And if I'm a couple of meals deep and I have a second one later, I could have a really nice long black, which you don't call them long blacks here in the north. I'm not sure what you would call it. Uh, Yeah, I don't know the, the North American term for that. We would call it a long black. Now, if we are building our foundation, if we're uh, a bit stressed, we don't have a lot of safety or stability, we're, we're, trying, to, we're trying to get ourselves nourished. Uh, I wouldn't recommend drinking it on an empty stomach. I would recommend having a snack that has a bit of protein and carbohydrate in uh, with it. And then also adding something to your coffee like collagen, a little bit of milk or cream that can also uh, reduce, the, reduce its effects <laughs> because uh, it releases those neurotransmitters, acetylcholine and norepinephrine, and it leads to that it uh, enhanced arousal and reduce fatigue. So a study was published in 2016, and this study was actually published in the Strength and Conditioning Journal which is pretty cool. So that obviously focuses on training, strength training and conditioning. And this study found minor sex differences in our responses to caffeine. So it still needs to be studied more, uh, as, as you probably know and have heard on the podcast, I think between 2000 and, I think it was 2014 and 2020 or 21, Only 6% of the exercise science research was done on women. And this was a 2016 study. Uh, So women aren't as highly studied in the exercise science or the strength and conditioning world. And so we need more research essentially to see if we can find any major sex differences in our response to caffeine. But some of the research that is out there shows that women have a greater blood pressure increase but less heart rate changes compared to males so when they're doing the studies and they're putting them through strength sessions or conditioning sessions and they've taken a certain dosage of caffeine uh, on average they found that women have greater blood pressure increases but a less of a heart rate change whereas the men have more of a heart rate change uh, and The research also shows that high levels of circulating oestrogen made women feel the effects of caffeine more. So they felt more sensitive or they were more jittery, but that didn't change their performance improvement. So even though they felt that that it was affecting them and they felt jittery and more sensitive to it, they could still perform and they still had improvements in their performance. Research on women hasn't shown the benefits of caffeine for short, high-intensity sprints. It mostly shows that it's more effective for longer, sustained exercise. And what the research is showing, that it tends to improve performance by an average of 2 to 5%. And this was from uh, Brad Sconefield, who is a professor of exercise science out of a college in the Bronx, who does quite a lot of work on performance and uh, has done some studies on caffeine. And they have found that on average, there's a 2 to 5% increase in performance, which is pretty cool. In their research, they have found that it moderately improves anaerobic activity. So intense, short workouts or more of our sit or hit style sessions and things like weightlifting, sprinting. uh, But it appears to show the most benefit with aerobic efforts. So less intense, longer exercise like swimming, cycling and jogging. And that's why it's quite heavily used in endurance sports like triathlon. The research also shows that it increases power output. Uh, It can increase time to exhaustion. So we could do more work before we feel fatigued or tired and it can lower our perceived exertion. So we tend to maybe be able to do more or push harder or lift heavier or feel stronger or feel better uh, when we don't have it. There also is a bit of research saying that it can improve our pain tolerance. So (laughs) training hard and lifting heavy is really uncomfortable and it's painful. But if you whack down some caffeine or you sip on some Coffee, white, you train, uh, potentially that you're going to produce more power, your time to exhaustion is going to increase, you're going to lower your rate of perceived exertion, and maybe you don't feel as much pain. <laughs> or that's weightlifting. Or if you're swimming, biking, running, rowing, or whatever. Uh, you could maybe do it for longer and you could be more powerful, uh, on the run or the bike or the row or the swim and feel less tired. <laughs> so I think that's great. That's a, a great bonus. Aside from the stimulating effects on the brain, it also, the cool thing is that it also stimulates the release of fatty acids, which helps your body use fat as fuel, which is kind of really cool. And, uh, It also increases calcium content of the muscle. So which strengthens your muscle contractions, which is just what you need when you want to go a bit faster at the end of the race, push a bit harder on the bike, power through the final set of your lifts or your pull ups, you want that power boost. You want those muscles to contract. So by having caffeine or sipping on that coffee, Uh, it can increase that calcium content and when the calcium content increases it strengthens that muscle contraction so it just fires fires better baby it also raises our blood pressure as i said uh, our heart rate and our stomach acid production and some of these effects particularly those are uh, on blood pressure and heart rate are less pronounced in regular caffeine users. So we, those of us <laughs> who drink it regularly, we may not really feel the effects of the those blood pressure changes and the heart rate changes because we're adapted. We're adapted to the caffeine. We're adapted to the coffee. Uh, some might say addicted, but I like the word adapted. <laughs> the most... Uh, let's talk about dosing i think this is important for us to get a bit of an idea or context behind what kind of dosing are they doing when they're talking about the benefits the performance benefits the you know improved muscle contraction the improved aerobic benefits the pushing harder pushing longer lifting heavier how much do we need to have so the most consistently effective dose according to a position paper by the international society of sports nutrition they did this position paper on caffeine and exercise performance i'll pop the link in the show notes i'll pop a couple of links to the research in the show notes they're quite interesting if you're interested in the research side of things uh, and you you like reading research articles they will be there for you so they say that Three to six milligrams per kilo of body mass is the most consistent effective dose. And this was according to that position statement that came out in 2021. The minimal effective doses of caffeine remain unclear. So they're not sure yet what is the minimal amount someone could have to improve their performance they think that it could be as low as two milligrams per kilo of body mass. Very high doses of caffeine are nine milligrams per kilo, and they are associated with a high incidence of side effects and do not seem to be required to elicit a positive effect, according to this paper, this position statement. So over nine milligrams Potentially, you're shitting yourself uh, and you're not improving your performance. So let's, I'm going to give you a reference. A double espresso delivers about 150 milligrams of caffeine. 16 ounces or 450 mils of strong coffee contains 330 milligrams. One Red Bull has 80 milligrams of caffeine. So let's use me as an example. Now, I'm not 100% sure of my weight because I don't think I've weighed myself probably since my last weightlifting competition, which was in 2016, (laughs) a long time ago. Uh, I have no fear about the scale, but I don't have big body composition goals. I've been the same weight or the same size probably since my weightlifting days Uh, so I haven't jumped on a scale for a really long time but I would say I'm around 70 kilos so using their uh, effective dose three to six milligrams per kilo of body mass my range is 210 to 420 milligrams So if we're looking at a double espresso, that's 150 milligrams, that's 16 ounces or 470 mils of strong coffee, that's 330 milligrams. That kind of comes in the middle of that range and you won't find me ever drinking a Red Bull. So we're just gonna stick to the espresso and the strong coffee for me. Uh, And so my range 210 to 420 milligrams of caffeine could improve my performance could improve all of those things that we've just spoken about and i would say i would get that with my morning coffees so as i'm heading off to the gym i probably have that loaded loaded into me which is why maybe i feel great a lot of the time so it's it's super easily absorbed by the stomach and the intestine so we actually reach peak blood levels within 45 to 60 minutes after taking it it's really fast acting so we take it the stomach is like yummy the intestines are like yummy and then we've got peak blood levels within that 45 to 60 minutes after taking it so the maximum caffeine effect on fat stores can take up to three to four hours after taking it that's when it can have an impact on stimulating the release of fatty acids and helping your body uh, use fat as fuel for optimum benefits they recommend taking your caffeine an hour before endurance exercise or up to 20 minutes before high intensity exercise so for those in endurance sports we want to take it an hour for it to reach those peak blood levels within 45 to 60 minutes after taking it and then if we're doing high-intensity interval training, sit training, I would say even weightlifting would probably fall in the middle there, although I don't have that stat for you. Uh, but the, we could do it 20 minutes before high-intensity training. Our body actually clears the caffeine much faster uh, when we're training. So during exercise, your body will clear it much faster than it does when you're sedentary at your desk or sitting on the couch or sitting, having coffee with a girlfriend. So that's why if you're doing an event, you have to keep using it till the end. So if you start using it, if it's a part of your protocol, what you'll normally see is that then you're taking like caffeine pills throughout the event till the end. Because it's clearing out of the body and you don't want to you don't want to have a high and then a low, especially when you're like second half deep into your into your race. Another interesting thing is that caffeine's half life is is six hours. So six hours later, you still have half the amount of caffeine in your system. So then another six hours, that's when the caffeine is clear of your system. So people who say that I can just drink coffee in the afternoon and then, or in the evening and go to sleep and go to bed, you have caffeine in your system. Now, you may not be super sensitive to it, but I would be interested in whacking a whoop or an aura ring or tracking the quality of your sleep. So analyzing your sleep and seeing, just seeing what we see. I'd be super interested because I would argue and I'd have to probably dig into the research on Aura Ring and Whoop. I'm sure that they have collected a bunch of data. They have really strong data on alcohol and sleep. But I would say those that report having caffeine later in the day, afternoon or evening, it probably negatively impacts their sleep or their deep restorative sleep. Maybe something for you to track if you have a tracking device and you are an afternoon or evening caffeine drinker or coffee drinker. Track that shit and let me know. I want to know to see if you see a negative impact or a difference when you don't do it. So I work hard with some of my warriors who are coffee drinkers and love drinking their coffee in the afternoon. I work hard to really pull it before midday. So six hours later we're still having half the amount of caffeine, so we're talking 6 p.m. and then six hours after that, well then they have no caffeine in their system, but that's 12 a.m. And hopefully we're in bed before then and we've already got a couple of hours sleep under our belt. So as with everything, if you plan to use caffeine, especially in an event or a competition, you've got to train with it first. Uh, you got to know how your body reacts. Or if you're not a coffee drinker, you don't really have caffeine and you're interested in introducing it, especially around training or exercise, you got to start slow, slow and low. And you just need to see how your body reacts. You also don't want, want to go the other way and you don't want to cut it out completely <laughs> leading up to an event. Or you may experience symptoms of caffeine withdrawal, which ain't fun. The headaches, the fogginess, uh, just the itching. Itching to have your cup of coffee. Uh, (laughs) And then I would say, maybe not adapted, probably addicted. (laughs) But I don't know, I would argue that there's worse things to be addicted to really than caffeine or coffee Uh, and if you are the body's healthy and functioning and your markers are really good and you're trying to drink it before midday (laughs) you're nourishing your body you've got high muscle mass and you're training I would say it's the least of your worries really and enjoy enjoy the delicious coffee okay that's it for today warrior you could use caffeine uh, to potentially give you more potential in the gym you could see if it helps improve your aerobic performance your sit sessions you could see if it helps you lift more weight i can just imagine all of you going out there just drinking caffeine and just ah! <laughs> at the bar <laughs> just like pulling heavy loads off the floor uh, but Try it out or maybe just make yourself a delicious cup of coffee or get a nice coffee and find a friend or take your partner to the gym or even make yourself a nice one if you train from home and stroll on into your gym space and sip on your coffee while you're warming up, while you're training, if that's, yeah, if that's something that might bring more ease and effortlessness and joy to the practice i know it does for me ah that's it that's it for today thanks so much for listening bye for now warrior woman thanks so much for listening to this episode if you haven't please give the podcast some love by subscribing now and if you enjoyed this episode please rate it and share it with another warrior woman Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.